Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. وأصلي وأسلم على خير خلقه وآله وصحبه ومن سار على نهجه واقتفى أثره إلى يوم الدين أما بعد أحبتي في الله It's been said by our scholars that if you want to advise or talk about a topic forbidden one or ordain one you have to choose the most important and the most serious problem the people facing to talk about it. Even they give an example that, let's say, uh, riba the usury is gone like anything like it is halal between the people. And you come to talk about another topic, let's say backbiting or uh, making fitna between the people or whatever. You are deceiving your deen. والله هيك الصوت ما مو عاجبني انا بعرف نشيل هدول ونشيل هذا ما مهم خليك ف they said that because the advisor the sheikh the da'iya should first highlight the major issues in his community before he talk about the little issues here and there. Once it been said to me, yani, didn't you hear that? Why you don't highlight this issue or that issue? Of course, everyone seeing issues according to his understanding or uh, the problem he see as a big problem. I said to that brother, as I say it to myself and to you, nowadays we are like uh, as that way of saying, القاهو في اليم وقال إياك إياك أن تبتل بالماء We are like that In uh, I could say major and wherever you look you see the major problem in the Ummah and that what make us drop to the bottom of the ocean completely. I'm not saying that to make you feel that ah, then we don't have a solution, no. I'm saying that to you to see that we are in need of a very strong will plus strong faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
to make the change. You cannot make the change without full commitment and full love of Allah and his messenger and his deen to sacrifice anything and everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's go back to see how our great da'wah starts to know what is the solution. Yani the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, talking about the time before his sending before Al-Ba'thah. And the Prophet وسلم, saying, Inna Allah nadara ila al-Arabi wal-Ajami famaqatahum illa qaleelan min ahli kitab. So all the people, except very few, are in the shirk, in the depth of a shirk. And Allah hates the most to, com to commit shirk, especially when those people committing a shirk in the name of, like Quraysh used to say, we are on our great father Ibrahim religion. نحن على ملة أبينا إبراهيم. And of course the Christian, they say our Lord Jesus. And the Jewish saying, we are the people being chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are the best of the best. And all of these people, they twist the religion to fulfill their desires under the name of the religion. And they put a big banner. Then they say, we are from these people. So don't in any way doubt what we are in. Because we are the chosen people. You want better than the chosen people? There's nothing better than that. And the Christians say, we have our Lord Jesus. Allah sent himself to us and sacrificed himself or his son, according to their, yani there's two branches in that. Some say his son, some say himself. But that's Allah himself came in the vision of so-called Jesus, alayhi salam. In reality, there is no Jesus. Allah act as a Jesus in that moment. Then Quraysh come to say, we are the people of the holy site. And that site built in the hands of Ibrahim and his son Ismail. What do you want better than that? And we are the follower of his religion. Subhanallah. And Allah hates all of them. Except a few. 
were in the real religion of التوحيد but they don't know what Allah wants but they know that Allah is la ilaha illahu and they called al-muhiddin in that time one of them was Waraka, one of them was Zaid, one of them was the one who the priest looked after Salman al-Farisi radiyallahu anhu then the other one, then the third one, then after that he said there is no one on our deen and imagine three people in the Middle East only on the Tawheed it is really a major issue. Today, we have the same thing. We have Muslims, unfortunately, by name, and they claiming they are the best of the best. Again, exactly like the Jews. We are the chosen one. Muhammad <laughs> And how you are, uh, we celebrate the Mawlid three, four times a year. What do you want better than that? That showing our love to Muhammad It is the same joke as the joke of Quraysh. All the Jews, all the Christians. And this is where we should really work on not work on these people, work on yourself. And you can do a lot of working on yourself in a simple day, if you want to. Yani the Prophet وسلم, said to us, the one wants to free himself from shirk. The appearing shirk and the hidden shirk making the simple dua with sincerity, of course. Allah forgive all his mistakes. By changing yourself to the Islamic idea, Believing that you are a Muslim, you are a great nation, okay. Show me how you are. If you do everything like them, then you say, I am where you are. You are in their shadow. Then don't deceive yourself by saying, I am. You have to be a real I am. And a real I am starts with your believing in your deen, in your language. Look, we are in one of the houses of Allah. They call it Al-Azhar. Which Al-Azhar has a special meaning to the Muslims. I still remember when one of the Mashaikh came to my family to visit us. And they said to me, 
God says, Salam, this is an Azhari just coming from Al-Azhar. And it was just, I'm talking about 50 years ago, not a million years ago, no. That they, they look so high to these people, so up. This is, this is a special human because he graduated from Al-Azhar. full of knowledge, of wisdom, of uh, discipline. Uh, You can see a real Muslim in him. Where is Al-Azhar today? How this change happened and so uh, fast and so radical You see, the people are not sleeping on you. You are sleeping on yourself and you're forgetting who you are, but they don't. They're working day and night. Not working day and night like Sheikh Abu Ayman and his assistant Jalal and Sheikh Zuhair and Sheikh Khalid and Sheikh Abdullah. No, no. You know, when they bring an idea, they study it by thousands of scholars in so many different fields. And maybe they have a hundred psychologists sitting and study the effect of these words on them when they work on us. A blaze, anyone blocking anyone, get out and fix your car. You shouldn't blink anyone except the one you know. Yani he knows your car and you know his car. And say to him, I can, like the one who came to pray Asr and say, can I put my car here? And mashallah, he went and he never came back. Uh, looks. <laughs> Again, that part of our chaos in our hearts. And we don't know what we are as a Muslim. We think we are, ah, I pray, I don't care who I am blocking, who I am annoying, who I am doing that. Why? Because still the idea of the meaning of the Muslim is not clear in our head. After the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and the huge armies of the Muslim went around the world to call for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the nations start to know who are these people, then what they are and what they're calling for. In the end, they start to differentiate between Someone called Sahaba and someone called not Sahaba. And our history in our books saying that we used to go to a fortress or a town and you know in the old time every town has fences and 
gates, you can't enter except through these things. So when they hear of enemy coming, they block this, then the city is blocked on you. And the army of Islam come and surrender these things and they ask first question. You know what is first question they ask? Huh? Don't sleep on me. Yeah. Do you have a Sahabi? If they say yes, they immediately surrender to them. Immediately, without any question. And the historian studied that question. Why they asked that? They come only with two answers. And I prefer the first over the second. The first answer saying, if the Sahabi said, we accept these conditions and we let you go according to what we agreed on, they never break that. Very honest people. They stick to their word no matter what the cost. And the other one saying that because they know the Sahaba never go back of what they want. They have the will which move the mountain, not move a fence or a fortress or anything like that. So they surrender to them. But both are great. This is a great attribute in you. If you know who you are and what is your ancestors and these Sahaba, what they mean to you, A few days ago, I read the story of a salesman. He's a he sells material for clothing material. He was somewhere, and the one working with him. wasn't looking after the shop. So he said to him, I'm going, I'm. A Jewish came to him and he said, I want material like this. And he said, I have it here. How much you want? He said, 30 dirham. Okay, here 30 dirham, you take the material. That boy knows there is water effect that material but you know always the surface dry the inside get spots and this and yeah and it damaged the man came said anyone buy anyone he said yes i have a jews and he's bought this and i sold him this material he said did you tell him it have effects in it, it has a problem he said, he's a Jew, I don't tell him. He said, shame on you. Where is he? He said, he was passing by, he was in a, in a group going away. A farewell, he's just passing by, he like to buy this material. The story says, 
he take his horse and followed him. And three days he reached him. Then he asked that Jewish man who bought this material. Then he said, yes, it's me. What do you want? He said, I want this material back. Or I tell you, this material has a problem in it. And when you want to buy it, either you buy it as it is, or I brought a different one. It doesn't have any problem. You can exchange it with them. He said, you followed me all that way to tell me that. He said, yes. Otherwise, it is not halal for me to take your money. And I don't want to eat haram or feed my family haram. How many of us think today, it's okay, he's a bloody this, let him go, who cares? Then where is your message? Your message is not there. He later on going to discover that you cheated on him and he will curse you and your religion with you. So maybe you gain 20 or 100 or even a thousand or 10,000 dollars. But a black spot is stamped in his heart because of you. So if anyone else come to call him to Islam, he said, no, no, sorry, I tried you, I know you. You liar, cheaters, this, that. But look what happened to that man. He said, I loved your honesty. And to know what? I already give you 30 dirham fake dirhams anyhow. Fake goes with fake. So I take the good material and I give you the 30 dirham, the right good dirhams. Plus, I want to follow your religion. Then he become a Muslim. Look how much he gained out of that. First, he gained his money. Otherwise, he will go to trade with this money. They throw it in his face and say, this is fake. So he lost the material and the money and lost the faith of the people and the Muslims. And this is a big issue by itself. Not like your ancestors when you say, this is, I am a Muslim, halas. If you say this worth $10, they believe it worth $10. They can't find the $2 somewhere else, no. If you say this is good, it is good. Sheikh al-Albani, rahmatullahi he told us one of his story while he was working as a clock fixer. He was a sa'ati, fixing the watches and the clocks. He said in Sha'ban, the people remember their alarm clock. You know, we used to have that in every house. And only for Ramadan, subhanAllah, people doesn't work for Fajr except in Ramadan. 
So they run to these clock fixers to fix it and clean it and prepare it for Ramadan. And Sheikh used to give yeah, a few hours enough money to feed himself and his family. Work a few hours, the rest of his time working in his study and his uh, search. مين هالبارد هذا اللي جاي يلبل ما ترتاحون الله نعم الوكيل He said the people come to me and say please sheikh I want it before Ramadan يعني maximum I give you first of Ramadan and the sheikh used to say to them put it on the line he said, I have a long table and the clocks are on the table. He said, when I reach to it, I call you and tell you it is fixed. No, Sheikh, but I wanted the Ramadan. He said, sorry. He said, he goes to my neighbor or the next uh, shop. Then that's it. Oh, of course, put it. Then he said, two, three Ramadans is still not fixed. But the people, they like the people to lie to them. Ah, yeah, okay, no problem, put it. He knows he's not going to be fixed. The sheikh even refused to give him a time, not even next Ramadan. When it finished, I call you. You want your clock to be fixed? Bring it early so it has a time. And I can fix it on time for you. When you want it, you find it. But come in Sha'ban and say, I want it. And there's hundreds of clocks waiting to finish in Sha'ban. How many clock? I, even if I work like the, his neighbor work, eight, ten hours to fix what uh, clocks, he will not reach to him. But people like that, they get used to that type of way of tackling issues in a horrible way of acting. And of course, I cheat you and you cheat me and I am not good with you, you are not good with me. Where the love of Allah will go? You throw it behind your back. Because they can't have love and cheating. They will not come together. Even if you get upset with me when I am honest with you and I say to you, you are wrong. One day you wake to that reality and you appreciate that. Actually last night, alhamdulillah, I received a message from a brother. He was day and night talking against me because he was a supporter of Daesh. Then he woke up. Allah guide him, give him hidayah. And yesterday he sent me a message, Sheikh, please forgive me. Wallahi, I was wrong and this, and please make dua for me. I say, Alhamdulillah. I don't know if my heart can forgive you or not. You made a huge damage between the people, not on me. 
But how many people you deceived by your stupid ideas? Then you say, oh, Alhamdulillah, I am. What about these people? They are going to curse you too. Yani, <laughs> what you did, they're going to do to you. Be careful with that. As I said, we have first to open our eyes to who we are. What is our identity? Part of that, first thing, I like to see that in the mosque of my youth, to take these rubbish t-shirts and burn them and wear something decent. And subhanAllah, usually when you advertise for someone, he pays you, isn't it? But you go buy the most expensive t-shirt to advertise for the enemy of Islam, free. Not only getting the anger and the wrath of Allah on you, but you are advertising for these kafirs free. And you pay them the most dear dollars. Ah, their quality is high. Their quality is good. Yeah, you pay for the quality. And their quality is high and they give it to you by five dollars. They don't. As I said it to one of the brothers, go to Kmart. They pay you five dollars the shirt, sometimes seven, eight dollars. Buy 20 by the price of the one shirt. Buy 20 new shirts every day were one different and clean and nice and new. Isn't it better for you? But look how much they control our thoughts. This is why I say to you, when they study, when they put anything, they don't put it like that, just an idea, time. No, they make hundreds of studies by hundreds of specialists to make that color for you. You know that color of this, uh, uh, what they call them, how many years back they were in the children's toys? Many years back. I have, I myself, had a book, Yani uh, Kobe book, that maybe four or five years ago been in my cupboard. I got it out two days or three days ago. Then a brother said to me, Sheikh, can't you see your book color? I said, what color? <laughs> I didn't notice. I said, subhanAllah, look how many years they've been working on sending these messages to your mind. Like, oh, it's nice colors. A rainbow color. We always used to see that in the children, uh, what they call it, cartoon stories and this. And they first thing they put that. 
and we are not awake to that. Why? Because we are so much out of these touches. We don't know what they're doing, these people. If we can call them people, they are really shayateen. They work day and night to damage the way you think, the way you see things. I was walking with my young sheikh, and I said to him, look, the woman's shoes, they put it outside. Remember in my mom time, that consider a big shame Strangers see her shoes. Strangers see her shoes in her house. Yani a guest coming to your house, one, two, three men. Now it's normal. We see hundreds of people pass the mosque and she put her shoes and go. Who make us not realizing how sensitive it is? how the woman should be protected. It's not protected anymore. There's no shield on the woman to protect her from anything. Not the media, not the people talk, not the eyes of the wolves, not, not anything. Ya Habayb, we need to work on our mind and change the way we're thinking. And don't take anything, anything that it is all normal. It is uh, happened by accident. Nothing happened accidentally here. I remember once in the news, I see the captain of the Australian football talking. I see his beard, mashallah, as big as my beard. I see, mashallah, they put the captain of our team, a Muslim, and my children start laughing at me. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you saying that? Now it is the fashion to grow your beard. La ilaha illallah. Fashion to grow it. Everyone grow it. Tomorrow fashion to shave it. Everyone shave it. Ya Allah. We are machines. We are machines. Fashion to make a tight pants. All our women wear tight bands. And one swear to me, it is uh, very good. It's relaxing. I say, Allahu Akbar, what relaxing? You can't see the difference between your skin and the bands. And what, how relaxing? Oh, it is relaxing. They say to her, it is relaxing. It is relaxing.
I remember the story, it's been written in many books <coughs> about Huda Sha'rawi, La'anahallah, and its theme. Huda Sha'rawi, the first woman take the hijab in uh, the central of Cairo, and she become the, like uh, the banner of women taking their decency away and throw it away. Anyhow, they call her for first conference for women. This is 1917, something like that, in uh, Vienna. The conference was in Vienna. So she went with a group of women. And don't forget, she didn't wear this cloth. She was wearing maybe, I could say, 70% better than our woman hijab, what I call it, hijab today. But she doesn't have cover on her face and a little scarf on her head. In the airport, they refused to give her entry in a Vienna airport. And they say, we cannot believe you are an Egyptian girl. There's no woman in Egypt doesn't have hijab. Until the Egyptian ambassador came and say, yes, she is. This is the one you invite, Huda Sha'rawi. Without that, they will not let her in. And this is the woman of freedom. Imagine that. How the West used to look at us. We don't believe a woman can come without full cover of her face. Not niqab. They don't know niqab in that time. My mother used to have three on her face. And uh, you need to hold her hand so she, <laughs> she can walk. Otherwise, she will hit the, the wall while she... Subhanallah. They don't look up in the faces of the people. Look at us today. Look at us today. Nothing will come out from you in a sudden way. They don't want that sudden change. They want to believe you are not changed. You're still the Muslim of that great nation. Alhamdulillah. This is why when we came first to Australia, they built many mosques. Who cares build as many mosques as you like? When they start to make uh, building the mosque a big issue, when you start to wake up, but for your parents, come build a hundred mosques. Oh, they are in the mosque, outside the mosque, all the same. Most of our mosques, they used to be a cafe and a mosque, like Lakimba, like my mosque in Wulungun, was half, half. 
They play cards, they play billiards, they drink uh, coffee, tea, dukhan, smoking. You see the chimney out of them. After that, Allah Akbar, yalla salah. And if the Imam yani, pray like me today, he will get building in the end of the salah. Allah Akbar, what you are doing? We are not praying taraweeh. What's that? And they go home like they are conquered Andalusia again. Alhamdulillah, we bread. We have the mosque. What do you want more? The same one you see him with the, they used to bring dancers to from our countries. That the one bring Isha and after Isha he is there. And everyone challenge everyone who can put in her boobs the twenty dollars was the biggest thing twenty dollars in that time. I'm serious. And they don't see it as aib or haram or no, because the Sheikh Abu Lafi had get the left toe. He was sitting there. Wallahi, the picture is still there. You can go and search it in the newspaper. Fadilat al-Sheikh Khalid kada, without mentioning the rest, and his lefa is like as big as the wheel of your car. Sitting in Fairuz, Fairuz came and visit us too. Yani put that in your uh, diary if you don't know. And our Sheikh in Melbourne too, they have to come with the type, yeah, he take the lefa off and come. No, he has to come with the lefa. And that meant, and the people around him, and to show that you are wasati, al-wasatiya, are not hardliner. So you go to Fairuz and you go to Abdul Basit. You listen to both of them. They have voice, nice voice. And when you listen to Abdul Basit, only you listen to the voice, not to the speech. No. MashaAllah. Allah Akbar. You see the Egyptians how? Allah Barakvika Sheikh. He, he's just singing and he listening to a song, but in the name of Sheikh Abdul Basit. Same song. He go to listen to Um Kalthum. The same. And he said the same thing. Listen to that and listen to that. You see the same talk. Akbar, Sayyidatna al-Kirsim, Sharf, I don't know what they say. We have, or we, we really have a lot of heavy things on our backs. On you. Because we are getting old. Now it's your time. Don't take it easy. And don't say well. Alhamdulillah. I graduated. I have a good job. No your good job. Is your deen. Allah will not ask you. If you are. A top engineer. You build the pyramid of Egypt. Allah will ask you what you built for your akhirah. 
what type of bridges you build between you and Allah, between you and Rasulullah between you and the da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said to you by an oath, not any saying, Asri, Allah swear and give an oath by al-asr. A human, all the human, in disaster, in trouble, in loss, except this type of people. And this type of people has four things in them. What this for? First, Amanu, the true believer in Allah and his messenger and in his message. And they work on that. Not Amanu by their tongue, no. Amanu by their action, their deeds. Then they call for that deen. وَتَوَاصَوْ Every one of us make mistakes. So it's your duty towards me, uh, my duty towards them to for what? To remind each other nicely and kindly. Sheikh, this is wrong. I heard the hadith saying that, or I heard the Sheikh saying that. Then why tawasaw? Look, the word is a miracle. These words are miracle words. Not miracle because Allah spoke on them only. No, because by itself, if you look at it, you see the amazement in it. Tawasaw. Each one make tawsiyah to each one. Each one advise each one, each one counseling each one, each one help each one to go up and build that great building in our heart and in our community. And what that need? That need tawasaw sabr. That need a lot of sabr, a lot of patience. Because it's not easy for you to say, yes, Jazakallah khair for your advice. Sometimes you say it, sometimes you don't say it, sometimes you get angry for it. Sometimes you mock the one who advise. Who are you to advise me anyhow? But the true people, hardly they say that. They might say that sometimes. Maybe because I didn't choose the time. I didn't choose the right place. I didn't choose the right moment. The reaction will be different. But you have sabr on that. You don't say I advise him and he look at him. No, you have sabr. The same, the one who received the advice needs sabr to accept it. By that, we become really, really as Allah said, the best of all. This program was presented by Albion Radio 
The Voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.